This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies. I'm Matt Bungard. Alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. Good day, everybody. Um, we are fresh off doing a little Patreon special uh, post-origin wrap-up. If you want to hear that, the only way to do so is to be a member of our Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash NRL Boom Rookies. But we are back with a post-origin question time to get all your questions and queries out of the way in, in the wake of a pretty lopsided win for New South Wales. But before we do that, Mitchell, Coltrane Cup. So... For new listeners of the show, uh, the Coltrane Cup is a tipping competition for patrons only where we sit one team per week. You have to pick every team in the league at least once throughout the season, which is the strategic aspect of it. Um, I'm currently coming like seventh or something in our list of 100 and something people. And you're, I think, one win behind me. But No, uh, we're, we're in the same amount, aren't we? Are we on the same Yeah, amount? we are. Yeah, my, mm. I'm, I'm 11th on four and against. Oh, uh, there you go. Yeah, okay. I'm 24 uh, points behind you. Yeah. Anyway, so we are still both two wins behind our outright leader, Jason, who has been a perfect 13-0 to start the year. But this is, of course, where it starts to get tricky. And I've looked at the draw, and there are six teams that I have yet to tip. And I think you said you were the same. Yes, and different teams. We've got some of the overlap. But we're at that point now. We've both tipped seven home and five away. Both of us are behind on away tips, so it's a bit of breathing space. But now you really have to start looking forward and picking out like those six teams I've got to pick, just like you do. You've got to like, fuck, I've got to find a game or two I can back them in. This week, I haven't found one. Like, I've got to look, I've got to pick Newcastle, for example, but I'm waiting till they have Pongo and Pierce back. That yep. just can wait. I haven't picked them yet. I haven't picked uh, the, the Warriors not, yet. The Warriors yet. But the Broncos, uh, they'll be going home. The Raiders, soon, so. and I forget the other two, whatever. But yeah, it's like the Warriors are going home. I'm picking the Warriors at first game at home, most likely. You know, they're playing the Bulldogs in like round 22. So, okay, there's my Warriors pick. Yep. You know, <laughs> I'll save a home one for them. So this oh, week... Yeah, it's a hard week. So well, the the Dragons seems like the obvious tip, but I've already tipped them. Same. And I've still got two Roosters, two Rabbitohs, and two Panthers tips up my sleeve for later on and six teams I haven't picked yet. So if I tip the Dragons this week, it means I won't get to do my maximum three tips of Roosters, Souths, and Penrith. And I don't want that. Mm. Yeah, and so, that's it for me. Like, same reason I can't like our dragons looks like the obvious tip, but if I look forward as well, I thought dragons, and then I looked at oh I want rabbitos, but I can't pick the rabbitos against the knights. No, I can't either. So I'm gonna tip the roosters. Yeah, and I'm taking the same one, even though there's there's, there's risk involved this round. I thought about tipping the sharks, but Coruscant will play, and he could well have been the difference last week, and he's yeah. Coruscant yeah. will play maybe like maybe Kurtwell or, or Capewell, Kurtwell, Capewell and maybe Martin or someone backs up. Who knows? Yeah. A ballsy man would, if, if I got to tip right before kickoff, we like to do ours on the show. Yeah. I might wait and see what Manly do and pick yes. the Cowboys. If but Turbo's not playing and Cherry's not playing, then that would yeah, be. But I'm not doing that. Okay. So, if, yeah. so I'm taking the Roosters away. Brings me to 7-6 away. And then next week, I've already locked in next week pretty much. Tipping the Bunnies against the Broncos. So those games don't really help me for my long-term, the teams I have to pick. But throughout wait the for calendar, a better spot. we can wait for a better spot. Throughout the calendar, I, I, it's, you know, in two weeks, the Raiders host the Titans. Yeah, and the so Warriors no go team. home at some point. So yeah. excuse me and for yawning. I wouldn't agree with people for thinking the Raiders are a tip this weekend. Uh, Brisbane are a chance, no doubt, but it is going to be like two or three degrees in Canberra. And like, there's like, currently it's about 70% chance of rain. Those are those games that like the Raiders would beat great teams at. You know, when they play down the GIO like that. So I wouldn't be aggrieved if someone picked Brisbane against Brisbane this week as well. But I would rather take, like, if you haven't tipped all the Storm games, you've got the Storm away, the Dragons away if you need to hit the Dragons, and you've got the uh, Roosters away. There's too many good away teams to waste a Raiders home, I feel. I agree. Um, yeah, so that's it. Both locking in the Roosters, a bit boring. Um, but yeah, it's- uh, it doesn't really matter if Jason just keeps winning every week. We're not going to catch him. Well, let's so. see. Well, it's more about we're playing defense, right? I still haven't confirmed we're going to buy people who finish above us. We're going to give them something, though. So. Yes. Well, that's true. And then, of so course, I'm the outright defense. leader will get grand final tickets and there's other prizes yeah. for people who finish just behind them. So Yeah, so yeah. That's, that's it. Well, Nick Camden, if Nick Camden finishes second, he's oh, getting he's not, nothing. He's so. getting nothing. No, <laughs> no chance. So um, that, I'm happy with that finish. <laughs> yeah, I am too. 
All right. And without any further ado, let's get into the questions. Rookie takes? Do it at the end. At the end? I was you don't respect second. structure. No, I don't. Well, I mean, what do you respect structure? Oh, my you... God. All right. After the poor green last night, mate, I got no time for structure. Right, okay. Fine. Rookie takes. Uh, <laughs> rookie takes is a regular thing we do where listeners send in the dumbest opinions from across the world of rugby league, and we vote on the dumbest of our five finalists each week. They'll go into a tournament at the end of the year to decide the biggest rookie take of the year. So these are our five finalists for this week. First up, we have uh, Kurt Symington. It was quote tweeting the <laughs> video of um, To'o and Luai dancing. What the fuck is this? You're playing Origin on Wednesday and you're showing Queensland your soft cunts. Eh, didn't really work out that way, did it? He kind of did start off that stupid chain of boomer takes doing that as well. Yeah. Like, uh, we have Tiffany Salmond. Uh, 10 p.m. kickoff. If only the NRL cared about its NZ audience. This was like the tweet was she's a New Zealand based person um, complaining that the kickoff was too late for them. And then like double down multiple times in the replies saying that they have such a huge audience of fans in New Zealand. So I guess the solution to Mitch would be to play it at 5 p.m. Australian Eastern yeah, Standard Time. Maybe 4 p.m. here for oh. the kids after school. Yeah. It's almost like Tiffany. It's almost like that they actually know, and this is, might be news for everybody, they actually know the slot that makes the most money and gets the most eyeballs. Yeah. Like, I know there's many a thing the NRL gets wrong. Satiating the broadcasters isn't one of those things. It is not. <laughs> and getting the most eyes on that broadcast game is not one of those things. Like, it's great there's there's an audience in New Zealand. If, the, if there was more broadcast money in New Zealand, maybe it would change. The facts are, yeah. it's not. That's a terrible take, and... The quadrupling down based on fears of being a Kiwi, not yep. great. It's like someone um, from England going, mate, why don't they play it at fucking midday? You know well, how many mate, guys are here? Do the, do the NFL not know how many Ravens fans there are in Australia? Why yeah. do all the games play at 3 a.m. my time? Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Should play it at 3 a.m. American time. I know at least three Ravens fans in a fantasy league. I'm in with you. That's a lot yeah, of Ravens fans. Exactly. That is. <laughs> Get him in. All right. We got Rodney Smith. I would take one Luke Brooks over 100 James Fisher Harris's. Flat track bully is all he is. He's been the best forward in every game he's played. This but, year. but also the other guy is a massive flat track bully. Yes. Like, famously, Luke Brooks is known for delivering in big moments. Actually, that's harsh on flat tracks. He's like a rolling downhill bully. The fit ball, yeah. it has to be going downhill. You know, he's the car's in neutral and he's taking the break off downhill kind of thing. Luke Brooks is. He's, yeah. he's not flat track. And Jason for Harris, as you said, was exceptional in that loss too. Yeah. Uh, this next one is a three comment chain on Instagram. The first, it's something to do with Jack the Bell. And the first comment oh, no. says, the first comment says, uh, incoming hate for no reason, to which the second comment replies, best case, he cheated on his pregnant wife with a teenager, to which Reg Mido 72 replied, okay, Mr. Perfect. <laughs> Who among us? <laughs> Who among us? Who among has, us? Has not... <laughs> That's why I went with it, because it's like, obviously, it's a very serious subject issue, but. That one got a proper laugh. Okay, okay, okay Mr. Mr. Perfect. Perfect. Incredible. Yeah, let's almost say, what was it again? Uh, Ryan Krappenhausen. Crying crap. Crying, crying Krappenhausen. Krappenhausen. That guy's back with his crying Krappenhausen gear. He but... never left, mate. He never left. And yeah. lastly, we have Damien. Uh, this is in regards to when James Ackerman died. This was sad what happened, but accidents happen. No one goes out to kill someone in sport unless it's UFC. Maybe we should change the speed limit to 10 kilometers to save fatalities too. I agree, no foul play to be allowed, but the nitpicking... And he spelled knit with a K for some reason, like the verb, is a joke. Was that put into like a online boomer bot generator? Like uh, maybe it doesn't make any structural sense. It's it doesn't. Like five random things like figure it out, liberals. Yeah, we got a nice spread <laughs> this week libs. of like bad rugby league takes, just yeah. bad life takes, <laughs> terrible uh, opinion. It's good, good. And you know, if you want to submit your takes, patreon.com for us to rookies. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, mate. You've put someone in the bin this week for submitting takes, and it was it, someone it put in dumb. reporting the news in. Is it's just because it's a it's bad, dumb. Dis- bad it idea. Dumb. It is dumb. If no one disagrees that reporting bad in. ideas is not a rookie take because not- you know it's a thing that happened. <laughs> yes, and also they got a scoop on that. Yeah, and it's like a rookie take. It's like, no, they did a good job. Like I don't know. I was. That's yeah. like taking a screenshot when he subs Brimson on and going, oh, it's a rookie take. Yeah, <laughs> like, look no, at this idiot. We're just, a, yeah, just, just him playing at dummy half. Yeah, it's a take. It's like, no. Oh, dear. Oh, well. But uh, this week, surprisingly weak field for yeah. Origin Week, but the drubbing 
didn't it didn't help, but also we didn't get enough terrible regional area takes. Very we surprised didn't. by that. That I, there was no one championing for Wagga Wagga to get Origin every year. I actually need to address something on this issue because we got a fair few nominations from people um of the opinion that like they were submitting the rookie the rookie take they kept that kept getting submitted was the opinion that it was unfair to other teams that West Tigers got to play a weakened Penrith team. Which I don't think is a rookie take at all. It's completely true. Like regardless of your regardless of your sympathies towards Origin, I know we talked about this before before the game where you said, you know, it happened to Brisbane for years and you don't care, but it is unfair if the West Tigers end up beating, say, the Dragons to eighth spot by two points. And the Dragons had to play full strength Penrith team and the West Tigers got to play the, you know, reserve grade team. That is a legitimate gripe yeah. that people have. Did you did you say eighth or ninth? If they beat them to ninth, oh, okay. like, right. <laughs> but no, Cheap like hundred percent, mate. I'm with you there. Like it actually, again, I don't care about the people pouring one out, but everything you've said about it is true, and that is true. It is just a fact that they got to pay play a week in Penrith side that for the first ten rounds or so, no one else did, and no doubt last year's record for Penrith was inflated without having Origin mid season. And now they've had their loss. I don't know if they didn't, if they won last week. I don't think they would have rested their origin players this week, mm. but they're going to. And yeah, the Sharks will get that as well. And those are two teams, as you said, buying for the eight. And I just don't feel like if they were playing like the Storm tomorrow, mm. would they rest them? But yeah, yeah. they're getting a bump. The other things aren't. That's, yeah, it's like people get, as you said, that's just the thing that happened. That's, it, yeah. You can call them, you can call Penrith fans whinges or fans yes. of other clubs, but like, if you go for like one of those middling teams in the end, you end up missing the finals by two points and West finish eight. You're going to be shitty and you should be. Yeah. hundred percent. You should be. It's like, yeah. And it's, you can have the other, I can see how you can instruct a rookie take around that subject, but this is not the one that's a yep. fine take. Okay. Then we'll move on. Are we good? We're good here. Yep. Well, let's go on <laughs> to the questions. Are you serious? I'm going to have any questions. Okay, uh, question time. Patreon.com forward slash NRL Boom Rookies to guarantee your question is read out. Yeah. Sam Stevens, he's he's a good question, man. He's the question wizard here. He's come over onto on Patreon and uh, he says, what was more devastating? Yeah, you getting injured and never playing again or Queensland's performance last night? Well, I mean, definitely Yao Yi, but yeah, it's not Steve. I've just I've just hyped Sam up there for not one of his best questions, <laughs> but uh, but I tell you what, I mean the damage, Paul Green, he will not leave that city alone. The damage he has done to Townsville, <laughs> I mean, you talk about Cyclone, Cyclone Greeny up there. Just leave yeah. the people alone. <laughs> leave They've them. suffered enough, Greeny. Just get out and let them let's let them get on with their lives, mate. Uh, Luke Sturkenboom, what Twitter Cup plays? could you not wait to see in the NRL, but ended up being disappointed when this became a reality? Um, You've got a great one for this. I know you do. I have several. Uh, let's <laughs> go. With the, the, look, a guy that people will have heard of is um, obviously Jason Clark was the next big thing when he was playing reserve grade. Um, a fine, he ended up being a fine first grader, mm. but nowhere near the level that he was getting hyped up when he played Toyota Cup. James Roberts obviously never really panned out at South the way I'd hoped. Um, but probably the biggest one was this guy called Adrian Hangana. I don't know if you remember him, but um, he was the guy that got stood down alongside James Roberts and I think Appy Coruscant as well for mucking up. Yeah. Uh, while they were on, yeah, while they were in New South Cup, uh, and then I think he and Roberts had their contracts terminated later on. I can't remember exactly what they did. I remember there were some rumors about them going to a strip club in club tracksuits or something like that, but. Yeah, that guy, he he was a really, really promising member of that sort of cup team in the early 10s. And um, yeah, it just never really happened for him after that. I'm surprised you didn't say your boy, Junior Vivoy. Yeah, that's that's a great shout. I don't know how I, I forgot him. I feel like I thought, that's what I was certain you were going to say, Junior Vivoy. What was it? 39 tries and 33 games? Yes, he, like he, had, he led the league in line breaks and tries in the same year. Uh, sorry, line, try assist and try line break assist yeah. and line breaks in the same year. Yeah, I forgot about Junior Vivi. I am really tired in my defense. No, no, that, that is your guy though, Junior Vivi. Um, yeah, that's poor for me. I mean, Michael Cheekham. I've, I had a bit on that podcast. If you ever want to go listen back to it after they beat uh, the Broncos and I called him the Kaiser Soze of the uh-huh. NRL there, just a bit of fun. But he was like the guy 
in uh, Toyota Cup, and the Raiders had many of those. But and I'm not going to go down the Broncos path because I could do many. But there was that Warriors team that had like Omar Slymankel in it. it. It's the same team that had um, Conrad Hurrell in it. Fecky was in there, whatever. But yeah, like Omar Slymankel. Everyone loved that dude. Great name. Didn't make Great it. Name. But also had like Ben Henry as un- unfortunate in that side. Um, and then even, um, what's his name? Where's Addison, with- where's Addison Demetrio now? Oh, God. He was at the Jets and not good enough for them by the end Jeez, either. He, he used to rip up reserve grade. He's a um, big boy. That big guy, um, Sam Lousy, also. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Union. That hu- he was huge. He was on yeah. the Warriors team as well. But the Warriors and the Raiders had like 50 yeah. of those players. And then uh, the the other one, what's his name? Peachy. Oh. Um, Is it Peachy? Thinking of? Uh, he's the only guy who made the, the Queensland, sorry, the, the Toyota Cup team of the yeah, century. Yeah, yeah. Not, no, wasn't it play. Matt Mundine? Mundine, that's it. Sorry, I'm saying Peachy. Yeah, it's yes, like Mundine. Yeah. Ugh. Mixing them up, wrong, yeah. wrong famous family. That's it. He's 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 another one. And then um, there's uh, Tia Khalifa from Panthers. He was like a six who we just killed it. And I think he went to the back row. No, no, sorry, he's a back rower. So what am I saying? And he and he played in the halves a bit, like a whatever. He was great. But yeah, it was um, it was one of those good fun competitions. But as we've known from now, that it, it didn't really set a lot of that generation up to be great first grade footballers. But there's so many of guys in that generation who peaked at like 19 or 20 and weren't ready for the yep. physical, the, the rigor of playing first grade for a decade. Um, okay. Next question. Luke again, he says, Josh Morris donned the mantle as the GI stopper. Who will be the most likely candidate to take on the Latrell stopper tag? I mean, it's going to be Kurt Catewell, right? We joked about it on the, on the Patreon pod, but that is yeah. probably the guy they'll go with. I can't really think of anyone else that kind of fits that bill as a sort of, Lockdown defender. Yeah. I mean, again, they could. We wouldn't be surprised if they thought oh, Tom Opacek can do it. Mm. <laughs> but like, why? why? I don't know. It's again, but uh, yeah, it's not going to be Gagai. Obviously, they're going to call him the Latrell stopper. But no, we haven't got a a couple of. We got a couple of Lee cousins. We haven't got a couple of Morris brothers. Just throw the Lee cousins back in there and see what happens. That's why don't we do that? Uh, Sam Stevens again. Who? This is a good one, actually. And coincidentally, I've been watching. I watched his documentary yesterday. He says, "Who performs better with blood on their face, Nathan Cleary or Stone Cold Steve Austin?" Ooh. Um. Well, I mean, Stone Cold Steve Austin clearly. But um, if we we're gonna go, I would have probably gone with Ric Flair. He, that guy, loved cutting himself open more than anyone. But uh, Stone Cold still a great shout, nonetheless. Yeah, I um. After our, I don't know why I watched it. I think it came up on a, my uh, subscription television service. And there was the, uh, <laughs> I watched the Stone Cold uh, WWE documentary yesterday. Good. Just funny though, when the WWE producer, it's like ignore just aspects of what happened outside of the ring, like their personal life, like ignore like when the, some of the controversies Austin's life, just funny. The Storm Michaels one, I watched that too. They seem to mention he did cocaine a bazillion times. Oh. But some of the guys like like Stone Cold, they just ignore that like most of the things. You remember he had issues with his wife and stuff. Yes. Didn't happen, mate. <laughs> he had a tough time <laughs> in 2002. That's all I know. Yeah. But yeah, Stone Cold was like, I'm not a wrestling guy now, but God, he was just such a fucking icon in, in the 2000s, late 90s, wasn't he? Oh, mate. The biggest. He was. And uh, I did enjoy the, the origin story. I didn't realize like he came up with like Austin three sixteen, and that's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so on the spot at the same time. Incredible, a, a king of the ring. Good on him. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Still use it now. Yeah, they do. But I mean, yeah, it's because of who was he fighting? Jake the Snake Roberts. That's it. He used some weird psalm before it. Anyway, uh, next question: Michael Gregson. <laughs> Which Origin 1 player rating did TV's own Nick Campton TM get most wrong? And did he even watch the game? Uh, I can confirm that he did not watch the game. He was just playing on his computer like a nerd the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. There I was do... actually a fourth Toboyevich brother at the pub who called him a nerd. <laughs> just, just abusing him from the corner, mate. Mm. But uh, it's it's one of those ter- terrible it's, tasks. It's a, I mean, I've, I've had to do it a million times as well. And they it's, bang every time. They're shit. I mean, they they're awful. Like it's it's garbage. Like you're expected to come up on the spot with either seventeen or thirty four ratings, and like 
two or three snappy sentences to go with it for like every like you can't do that it's like it's it's very difficult and we all get things wrong and then we rewatch games and go oh that guy was probably better than i thought that guy was worse than i thought it's the most thankless job in sports media i'm so happy i don't have to do it anymore having said that uh, not giving Latron Mitchell an 11. Disgraceful. Terrible. But I think, like, uh, last night, like, like, you know, again, I thought he did pretty fair considering, like, it's, it's one of the easy games to rate. Give all the Queenslanders fours or fives. Give all the Blues seven to nine. The end. And, I, and I do respect, like, you're the same one, same as me. Like, and I know that very often you might submit certain ratings and whatever might change from a journalist, but you're like me and so is Campo is that, like, most people, like, a five's where you start, not a seven. Yeah, that's that's what's always bugged me. A lot of people look at five and think that's terrible. So like, no, five's average. That's how yes. a scale of zero to 10 works. But yeah. yeah, you're right. People assume a seven is a baseline score, which is where this whole thing falls apart. Yeah. Whereas Campo had the balls to give Jake a four and he gave Jack Whiten a two. And that would have hurt him. But he had the, he did that, you know. He had the balls to do it, and then over on Queensland side, he did exactly the right thing. He gave four to Val, four to Coates, four to Gagai, four to DCE. Didn't rate Welch, four to Tino. Like they all got bads. No one who started for that side got so they all got fives. Kurt Hapewell got a six, and then I think what Mofo might have got seven. And they also got a six, but that's it. That's fine. Yeah, it's good. It's like Mofo was the best player for Queensland. He was by far their best player. Yeah, I agree. Smashed by fifty. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. That, that's just it. Again, I remember a couple six, of times. I remember seeing them like, and this was not when me or Campo did them. I remember like, I obviously can't remember which game it was, but there was like a game where one of the teams won by thirty, and then like the play ratings were like, the 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 the, the sum of all seventeen added together, the difference was like six points. Oh, like that, total. Yeah. I know like, you're talking about too. Yeah. No. This team yeah. lost by a million. Why are you giving all their players sixes and sevens? The, the funny thing is, though, like, so you look at them. If you look at the Telegraph's website, you'll see his ratings and also the average fan rating. I do like they have the fan rating now. So do I. But the Blues one, he's averaged like one point under what everyone's rating the Blues or maybe even two in some instances. On the Queensland one, Coates is average of two. Uh, <laughs> they've got an average of two for uh, who else? For Joe O, all that kind of stuff. It's like, yeah, like. I don't know. People are happily to be harsh themselves, but they hammer ratings every time. Everyone's always too low. But anyway, thankless task, you said, mate. But they get the clicks and people talk about them. We're talking about them right now. So they're never going away. Uh, Dave says, if you lived in a regional town, could <laughs> you trade getting one origin game a year for meant your team got absolutely trounced each year? I sure would not. But what are you trading it for? I don't know. I think trade the trade... It- the deal, I think the deal with the devil in this scenario is you get an origin game every year, but you never win. Well, then no. Yeah. <laughs> Although, it's easy again, one. if you're from Townsville, sorry, if you live in Townsville and you identify as a Blues fan, it's been a pretty yeah. good week. It's been a, yeah. like, It might be the best week of your life. Because <laughs> right <up there. laughs> he would have been coppered it all week over that person is and after it. And yeah. But no, we're we'll not trade it. Uh, not so mature age student. And I, I like this question when I saw it come in. He said, why is no one talking about the, what a loss Welch was to the Queensland team? He's got to be one of the most underrated forwards in the game. Where do you think he ranks? It's a tough one because once you start rating people, they're no longer underrated. This is what happens with everyone. So well, I like Christian Welch. I think he's really good. So do you. Mm. Um, and that's not a very like well circulated opinion so i think he's definitely an underrated player he is um and he's really improved his game i think the last couple of years especially so yeah but i, mean, I don't he, know where, where where does he rank on a scale of mitch orbison to to i don't know who's actually underrated <laughs> See, this is how it works i it's, can't it think of anyone because once you're not you only underrated for a certain amount of time and christian welch like i don't think his loss is understand like queensland got smashed mate and Welsh wasn't changing that. So that's why no one's talking about it because they were already down. He went off after 12 minutes. They got smashed. It yeah. might have changed a little bit, but the game, they, they were gone. But he's not rated yet, but just because he's just understated, like plays at a storm, does well, yeah, whatever. And he'll, he should be in the Australian team. That's where I think he sits at rating. He should be an Australian prop. He will get picked for Australia. People will say he doesn't deserve to be there. They won't understand it. 
And then everyone will rate him in a year's time after being an Australian prop. The like, circle of life. That's what happens. And then everyone will rate him. And then he'll get overpaid by someone else. And then he'll go, he'll go into overrated. But Fun. currently he, he sits on underrated scale. And there's a couple of clubs there who like, because he, he's kicked on. I would never have predicted this outcome for him. He's become, he can ball play, he offloads a lot. He's got like the, the most passes of any middle in the competition, not named, right? not named Jake Dvojevic. That's ah. but that's, you wouldn't expect that from Christian Welch, right? People don't no. think of him as a ball player, but he leads that line a lot at the storm. So he's, he's got very dynamic, but like he got injured and what was it? The Eels and it was the Dragons who like pulled contract offers or like. Yeah, that's sorry, right. Mate. Yeah, yeah. And those cards be kicking themselves. Whoops. You're like, fuck, because he was pretty reasonably priced then. His next deal, he'll get like six, seven hundred K a year, his next deal, you'd think. Yeah. Uh, and the next question he had in there was also how successful did Nathan Cleary's brother and sister have to be to knock him <laughs> off as the favorite child? Um cured cancer. Yeah. <laughs> and even then dad's the one not care. <laughs> Olympic Olympic gold medal. Yeah. Um, I do find it funny. It's happened twice this year that on Twitter, someone's broken the news of like Cleary going to hospital and it's been his brother. It's like, who's, how has someone like got the news to this person that there's a Cleary having ankle surgery and they couldn't get through that it was Nathan? It was like, oh, just his brother's having ankle surgery. Yeah. Goddamn Twitter. Cam uh, Beswick with an NBA question. Mm. Can anyone beat the Brooklyn Nets? Nah. <laughs> no. It's, it's fallen into them like a... The confluence of events has happened that there's not the other big dog this year. Like, if they if they existed two years ago or three years ago, they would have run into you know you know LeBron at the Cavs or last year LeBron's Lakers team or run into the Golden State Warriors or similar. That team doesn't exist right now. So in preseason, I was like, oh, you can't just lock them in for a title, but they're doing it so easy over the Bucks without uh, Harden, which I also find funny. If they win it without Harden playing, that's quite funny. Considering they what they traded for him, but they did so easy over the Bucks and Bucks, uh, they got to, like the coach is out of there, but like he doesn't make any adjustments. He's fucking that series up. But after that, like maybe, like if the Sixers get through, the Sixers maybe because if MB can pound them in the paint like no other, and maybe Simmons has you know defends KD and does a really good job. Maybe, but honestly, KD has come back from the Achilles injury like nothing ever happened. It yeah, it's like crazy. Piss it in. Yeah, I'm just glad. I was just glad they lost a match in the first round, so they couldn't go undefeated through it. That was it. Um, but I'm really enjoying the. I'm really enjoying the Western Conference. I don't know. I don't want either of the Clippers or Utah to win, but I'm loving Nuggets, Phoenix. So yeah. Anyway, uh, next question from Patty Lawrence. Last one on Patreon. <laughs> what are the two sweetest words in the English language? Default or Ill- illegitimate joy? <laughs> uh, illegitimate joy is pretty great. It's been a really nice few days. It has been. a big girl chuckle about that. But uh, that Simpsons yeah. quote is iconic. So it's I, tough call. I, I think jumping on that person in question is sad from a group of men very often on the internet. I do. And giving the attention to that, to someone, whatever, I think it's also pretty pathetic. But illegitimate joy deserves the attention. It's such a great sentence. It's a great line. Yeah. It's, it's a great line. That one was one of the deserving ones. Okay. Anyway, we'll go over on to Discord now for the patrons. Yeah. Uh, before you do that, yeah. before oh, we do that, yes, we'll give a quick shout out to the people in the top two tiers of our Patreon subscription service. And they are Dave, Carlo Tyson, Rocky and Rafi, Stu, Wayne Ritchie, Anthony Anger, Ben Wallace, Big Chief 69, Blake Moretti, Blame Hud, Butsy, Cam Beswick, Chris Avnell, Chris Slade, who went viral today with his banging 50 to 6 tweet. Uh, CTO, Dan Cullinane, Doc Hogg, Frankie, Harvey G, Jace G, Jack Snape, James K, Jason, Jez, Joel Wrigley, Josh Brandon, Josh Tommy 98, Lachlan Hancock, Leon, Maddie Jenkins, Matt Coleman, Matthew Duggan, Maddie McPee, Michael Murray, Morgan Watkins. My ding dong is hard and I am sad. Never trendy. Razor, Reese Brown, Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, Simo, Stephen Hickey, Swarzy, Ty, the Not So Much Issues, Thor Laycock, Tom Hardy, Turbo Sirius, and Warwick Ahern. Thank you so much for your continued support. And to everyone in the lower tiers of our Patreon, and to everyone who just listens, uh, we love you all. Uh, Mitchell, uh, update on your ding dong and uh, mental state. Uh, mental state's in a better shape than I thought it'd be after. <laughs> I think we mentioned the Patreon podcast. Like, origin losses don't really hurt that much. I, it's, it's a weird phenomenon. I love origin wins, the losses yep. don't really. They just wash off there, though. They just do. But, uh, yeah, so that's in a better shape. And the old fella, mate, a couple, too many beers last night. He, he's not up for anything. 
Okay. Oh, uh, on oh, Discord, uh, Ben Qualiata asks, can Tyra May fuck off to England now? <laughs> and then he also yeah, says, fair. is Tyra May the only second string NRL playmaker that wouldn't win Man of Steel? Maybe, yeah. Legit. Oh, God. And then Frankie says, is Kick our current reigning champion of the fake tough guys? Yes. Yeah, sure. Got his hair pulled by James Roberts. I enjoyed that a lot. Jimmy DeJet. One thing till the day he dies, Jimmy DeJet will go in swinging against anybody. What a king. Uh, <laughs> Harvey, what's the maximum number of players a team can have out before your victory over them doesn't count anymore? Uh, 12. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Manny P. What's the difference between Penrith fans calling the Tigers' victory illegitimate and Trump fans calling Biden's win illegitimate? There oh, is very little difference. I wish they stormed the Capitol. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> Maddie again, what's a suitable punishment for Robert Jennings after viciously and maliciously attacking the head of our sweet prince, Luch? Death. Uh, M says, Ennis said Hines signing was it, was it stupid because he was on young legs. As you know, Hines is turning 25 next week. And where is the line... Hines is when the your new legs Moreland, officially right? turn from young to old. You officially turn old you, at 27 using the Matt Moylan formula. But yes. yeah, Hines is legit the new Moylan, right? Everyone thinks he's like really young. Yeah, just because you haven't seen him for very long doesn't mean he's very young. Like 25 is fine. We're in young but... gun Jason Bugarelli burst onto the scene. Yes. <laughs> yeah, who could forget? Uh, ben Qualiata, why do people gatekeep fandom like it's an earned right to celebrate a win by your team regardless of circumstances? Asking for a mate. Yeah, look. I don't know. I hate that shit, mate. People who judge other fans on what's a good fan or not. I hate any time you're critical of your team or similar and you get told you're a shit fan. Yeah. No, fuck you. You're a shit fan. I hate, oh, good to get behind the team. No. Fuck you. It's if like, they're no. shit. Yeah, I'm I know. mad about it. Exactly. That's it. Get Like, fuck that. And then, yeah, they're telling like, for example, when we beat the Roosters, the people's like, oh, yeah, well, the Roosters are missing X, Y, Z. It's like, I couldn't give a fuck who they were missing. Yeah. Okay. We could have beaten their SG ball team. I don't care. <laughs> we beat them. Uh, Thorson, nineteen eighty-seven. How many players opposite team are missing due to Origin for your joy at a win to cross the line from <laughs> illegitimate to sake. legitimate? Six. Yeah, uh, Simon says a team who's beaten two teams all year and hasn't won back to back West Toronto <laughs> undefeated competition favorites. Who wins? West Tigers fans have had a good West- week. Yeah, they have. This is a good one. Betty DTD is a sofa Solomona, the most underappreciated forward in the competition. Week after week, he's unbelievable, whether it's prop, lock, or off the bench. This is a tough one because I think most people think that he's good, right? Like if you asked an average fan on the street, they'd say yeah. he was good, I think. And that's usually my yardstick for this sort of question. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you ask the average fan on the street if they thought Luciano Lalua or Keon Kalamatangi was good, they would probably say no. Yeah, I agree with you on that, but he doesn't seem to get the the pretension as being one of the great forwards. No, that's true. Comp. That is true. He but is it, he is really good. And if he play, you're right. If he if he was if he was playing at a Sydney club, he'd probably get a lot more respect. And the funny thing is, again, with these rule changes about bringing the little man back in the air quotes, <laughs> it has made Sofa Solomona more effective than he's ever been. It's so funny. And because, then you've got guys like Campbell Gillard and Fisher Harris having their best ever seasons as well. It's so stupid. Yeah, like obviously they don't want to use him in... They, they, they can handle not using him in big stints. Mm. Nas, which is what they... That, so he's always got fresh legs. But yeah, he scored three tries this year. But he's just always a danger near the goal line. But just, yeah, motors down the field and has an impact every week now. Bringing the little man back, though. Next question. Yeah, see, this one, uh, you'll have to tell me, Bungard, what I said, because I don't know what I said here. Okay. He says, per Benji, Marshall says, per Benji, taking notes in meetings is the secret to success, to the success of Cronk, Smith, and now Grant. That's how he interpreted it anyway, he says. Is Mitch ready to take back the dismissive things he said about us note-taking nerds? Are you? Is this me? This must be from me smashing Seabold. I'm trying to think. Uh, that would make sense. I'm trying to think what it would be from, but also why would anyone in our discord be going into bat for Anthony Seabold? Well, no, but okay. See what he said there. See per Benji taking notes in the meeting, secret of success of K- Cooper Cronk. Yeah. Cameron Smith. Good and now Harry Grant. Okay. He said that. Now you see, I was mad at Seabold because he was having James Roberts take notes ah. and everyone's like, okay, what's James Roberts notes? Okay, I run be, fast. Be, be really cut up. Keep being fast. Keep, 
you want there's obviously some meticulous pre- preparation you want from players, certain players. The entire footy team should not be like that. They just shouldn't. It's about balance. And yeah, yeah you want a Cronk or a Smith or a Grant to be fantastic students of the game. Sometimes, <laughs> like I could get, I couldn't give a fuck what Nelson Nassau Salomona did in meetings. He could just sit there juggling. I don't give a shit. Run hard. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Sometimes offload. That's yeah. it. It's like, no, no, the guys who are steering around, those are the ones who take the notes and tell the other guys what to do. The other guys just do their role. Yeah. So, no, fuck you, note taking nerds. And that's from another nerd. Nerd to nerd. <laughs> nerd to nerd violence. You hate that's to it. see it. Mario Siegs. Has anyone ever studied the transcripts of Gus's pre-origin speeches? I'm wondering if he's just recycling the same crap every year and if it's possible all these speeches have sucked and it's just the background music firing us up. Um, I'm not sure. I think people would notice. People love those things. Uh, they were actually, like, to give credit to him, they were really good for, like, two years. Yeah. Like, they used to be the best part of Origin. And they haven't... Well, no, but <laughs> for you, for you, yes, as... <laughs> But like they suck for the last like when they went away for a while and they've come back. They suck now, and you can tell he doesn't care about doing them, but he's doing it because he's getting asked to do it. But they were good, and that and I do. We have looked at the transcripts, mate. We did the the classic uh, Gould or Trump game we played for a while there. Great, and game. some of them are very hard with some of his comments comparing his pre-origin hype versus things Donald Trump said about you know war or battle. <laughs> like honestly, they're very close. Yeah, in conflicts. Yes. Uh, anyway, Ben Qualiada. Mm. Is Ben, oh, sorry, Ben, is Brian Toto the greatest origin winger since James McManus? Sure. I mean, it's one of the great origin winger debuts, though. I mean, I don't like want to overstate it, but it is actually a hard position to debut in origin because you're peppered so much and you're kind of hung out to dry very often on kick returns and your line speed's always crazy for you. And he stood up to all of that. He was great. Like, Coates outlapped him like twice, but it didn't matter. Oh, God, and Frankie's starting me the next one. He says, Mitch, please talk about how much you love Coates' high-jumping ability. Please ignore his lack of catching ability. You were there when I got mad at the pub last night, weren't you, pregame? I got there quite late. So before the game, good friend of the show, Edward Smith, mentioned how, again, how impressed he is by how high Coates can can jump. And it it just sets me off. It's like, I've said this before in here, he can jump fucking high. He can run fast. But his job is not to jump high and run fast. His job is to play rugby league. He has every fucking right to come down with a fucking ball once in a while and score a try. Like So often he jumps above someone and just drops it. And he dropped one again last night. It's like, I don't care how high you can jump, mate. Catch some of the goddamn balls. Oh. Yeah. Harvey says, is DCE just Queensland Mitch Pierce, Or is that a bit rough on Mitch Pierce? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's completely, completely accurate. It is it, it tied in with the fan base's inaccurate defenses of the player. They, they can't separate the good for their club, bad for the state thing. Uh, Harvey, again, how many premierships would it, would a good coach have won with the lineup Paul Green inherited at North Queensland? That is interesting. Probably more than one. Yeah, I mean, if they like the last decade up there, they've had such good players going in and out the door there, and a good roster and a good core. And they they kept the head they kept the head above water very often from having really good players. Like you do wonder what happened if they had a qu- really quality coach, and that massive home ground advantage they generally they generally have up there. You probably think they'd probably have another one or two. You know, well, if the referees hadn't robbed them all yeah. those other years, they'd have four in a row. Yeah. Uh, V8 Tiger says, "Well, Anastasia Palashuk." And I'm saying her name out supposed to be said, screw you. Asked the NRL for a refund after only one team turned up for Origin 1. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe. Uh, Mario Siegs, if White had a premiership ring, would he drop into <laughs> Sydney Harbour? <laughs> Hashtag the new Dylan Walker. <laughs> next and question. Next, next question. That feels like a question for Scott Bailey. So can Queensland no longer win the premiership? Scott Bailey did say that Queensland cannot win. He, yeah. he said it on online. Was he wearing night. a backpack when he said it? He probably was. I will never forget him as being backpack man now. He's, he's the king. <laughs> he's the best. Scott Bailey. For those who obviously weren't there at footy church, he was wearing a backpack for like 40 minutes, an awkward long time. <laughs> no, he's, <laughs> take a, it off. he's all business all the time. Yeah, just take it he's off, bro. <laughs> y- he's got yarns to write, mate. He does. I won't have any Scott Bailey slander. I won't. I won't accept it unless it's about his opinions on the McIntyre hey, that, system. That, no, I like Scott Bailey, but I'm just saying the, he would never not be backpack guy. Oh, yeah. Year, that's no matter what, you know, that's it. Uh, Matty P says, why don't Queensland get origin? They just don't get it, mate. I don't. Yeah. Then this week we don't. 
Yep. Next week, we might get it again, though. Maybe. Uh, Frankie. Lucky Queensland really punished Luai and Toro for enjoying K-pop. <laughs> what other tough tactics should Queensland employ to rattle the fellas? Yeah, uh, this is just um, listen to, I don't know, Metallica on repeat for 24 hours a day for the two days before the game. No sleep. Sleeps for cowards and children. Um, yes. Yeah, I don't know. Just uh, get really sleep deprived and angry. And Have they considered working in the mines for a week? Drink that, just chugging that like <laughs> ultra concentrated caffeine drink that they give truckers. Like just yes, <laughs> fuck. I don't know. Oh god, that's so funny. Origin it was. tough, but Harvey is Wayne Bennett coaching an even weaker Queensland side than this one to a series victory. The ultimate proof that he's the goat coach. I mean, it's not the ultimate proof, but it is another another string in the bow, mate. He he like I know Craig Bellamy may set up the the greatest of all time system. He might have down there, but I'll, I will go to my grave unless someone else comes along in the next 30 years thinking Wayne Bennett is the greatest of all time coach because you can just throw him into a situation and he'll get something together. And so many times he's been gone to a different club, different rosters. He's gone to origin. He's helped out international camps. He was there when the Kiwis won the world cup, all that kind of shit. He will raise the floor of a team like that. Anywhere he goes instantly, you know, whereas you, well, we saw Bellamy at Origin anyway, but I reckon you put him in another club, it would might take a couple of years. Yeah. You know? And that's it. Like, Wayne can just do it anywhere. The king. The king of motivating men. Yeah. Okay. Michael Darren 79. If the option to change coach was available for game two, would you take it? That's for me. Uh, obviously, I would take... If I could get Wayne in, yes. What if you uh, could get Mal back? I would also do that. Like, again, yeah. Mal... No tactical now, but getting the boys fired up, which is half the battle for origin. Again, like that's the thing Freddie's good at. The what if you could get no, but... Ivan Henjack? No, but he might okay. give, get might sort him out with some good mattress deals. Though, I'll bet <laughs> the mattress <laughs> king. Yeah, uh, Liam said, should Paul Green be fired out of the cannon into the sun? And would DCE be the next to the solar cannon? Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm just the one positive. If Queen is it called really the solar stuck. cannon because it's solar powered, or because it's aimed at the sun, or both? It could be both. Yeah. Same on energy. We're, we're renewables here. We're yeah, good. Good. Uh, the main positive for Paul Green doing a bad job as Queensland coach, if this continues, is like there was genuine fear from myself that he would, if he won Origin this year or next year, he'd walk into being the Broncos coach the year after because his designs on that job. But I just have no interest in him coaching the Broncos. So. If, if, Orange, if Queens have to lose two series to not let that happen, I'm, I'm down for it. Mm. Uh, Manny P says, don't you think it's weird how Queens have never lose, lost by 40 when Hunt was playing, but they do when he isn't on the field? Well, yeah, look, he's raised a good point, but Ben Hunt has lost Origin games before. You know he's yes. never lost an Origin game. Who? Corey Allen. Great call. And the Lee Cousins. And the Cousins Lee. <laughs> Get all three back. Uh, James K. Origin was far more fun when we had Wayne coaching. Can we go back to that? I think you'd all like yes, that. It was. Yeah. yeah, we would. And Harvey says, given the absence of Ponga, Papali, Collins, and Ben Hunt from the Maroon side, how legitimate is the joy of Blues fans? Um, Six out of 10. On the sliding scale, yeah, it's about 65%, isn't it? Illegitimate. Okay. Yep. <laughs> if eight is a full Ill- illegitimate, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Mario Siegs, is the best thing at the Blues victory last night the fact that guarantees JDB won't be there game? He two? was never going to be there. Mario, what world do you live in? They were never, ever going to pick him in a million years. He's only played like one game on the Dragons bench. They'd have to lose like 10 players, maybe more. So they look at JDB this year for game two. Uh, This is a good one from Simon. If Queensland wanted to beat a bunch of Penrith players, why didn't they pick more Tigers? Well, yeah. I'll tell you what, Tigers, Harry Grant wouldn't have lost this game. He wouldn't have. We should bring in... Rook rotation of Tigers, Harry Grant, and Jake Simkin. Reese Hoffman out of reserve grade to play in the centers. Tom McKayley. Joe Offal and Galway has to be out, though. I'm sorry. I yeah, that's it. The Tong and um, Tongman's gone. Dane Laurie somehow has a Queensland connection somewhere. <laughs> Sneak him in. Yeah. Okay. Uh, rough Belly saying, favorite Luai moment. Telling Widener piss off to the right side or calling Sutton bro. Calling Sutton bro was great. Luai's sick, man. I love... um. Yep. I love how nonchalant he is on the field with how he speaks. He just doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, Was says, who was the cleanest player on Queensland last night after the amount of bars that were given by the Blues? 
<laughs> they also um, quite, they played quite dirty as well, though. So I wonder. Probably poor old Dane Gagai. He's very very clean, fresh. Oh mate, mm. no Xavier Coates might be the cleanest. Yeah, yeah, squeaky yeah. mate. Squeaky clean. You can you rub your skin right now. You get a squeak back. That's yeah. It. Uh, ben Qualiata again. <laughs> How could Turbo be man of the match when he was directly directly responsible for all of Queensland's points? Great point. Great, Great question. question. Give well it done, to the trail. <laughs> Josh Tomo, 98. How many players had Bulldogs looking to sign from the Queensland team last night? Really fits their style of play. Yeah, he was really confused last night, poor Josh. He was like, my team's winning. I don't know what to do. <laughs> How do I do? do I, am I allowed to celebrate? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just, he was just very lost when his team was scoring lots of tries. Yeah, I did read, by the way, maybe it's right or wrong, but Brent Reid did report. I just thought I'd mention it because it is that... The origin bonuses has kind of hurt Penrith. It looks like Kurt Capewell might end up at the Cowboys. Oh. And that actually is a good fit to me. They, they could do with a quality back rower. Not, Agreed. Yeah. You know, Penrith would obviously like to keep him, but actually, I like that fit. Uh, Angry says the last one on Discord. No, two more on Discord. He says, because the Queensland team played like they hadn't played top level rugby league for a decade, should Carmichael Hunt play state of origin before lining up for the Broncos again for the first time in a decade? Yes. Yes, sure. God, by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked Hunt's playing, right? But is that not, like, in a real sense, it is such a desperate move. It's terrible, it's but so it's awesome. Desperate. But I'm so stoked Blake, but it's, it's so desperate. It's no, so it was, desperate. it's like when, um, it was like when, it was like the teams Emmett Smith signed for it, like the back end of his career yeah. to try and get the rushing record. It's like, yeah, it was just kind of like, we're shit, here's Emmett Smith to get <laughs> some yards. Yeah, the same it. fucking thing. It's like, oh, but I look, it's like, it's such an indictment on their recruitment and retention. It's like, it's like, M- it's like MJ at the Wizards. That's what yeah. it's like. But it's like it's such an indictment on their recruitment retention the last couple of years that like a guy who's like 34 <laughs> hasn't even particularly been good in Queensland Cup. And um, having said that, a- I'm so excited. So I plays like it's one game. Be sick. Plays one game. It's gonna be so good. Wasn't very good. But I'm obviously expecting to be the best player on the field on Saturday. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> of course, guaranteed. Uh, and Ruff Belly says, is it not just like a Queensland that be completely numb to feeling unless there's a tasty victory? <laughs> it is okay. Over onto Twitter. I think we've got a couple on Twitter as well. Yeah. Looks like Discord's come on the place to ask questions rather than pay- on Patreon, which is fine. We're, they're all the Both same people. That's all right. But yes, loading up Twitter now. I think there's a couple of good ones here earlier. Come on. Okay. Yeah, Richard Kelly asks us, where does DCE rank amongst number sevens to play Origin? Now, this one for me, so I think he has the worst Origin career of a Queensland half to play more than three games. That's what I think. Because okay. I drew the three-game line. Who are the who are the others? Well, there's a lot of them, but uh, like the three-game line, Dan- Daniel Wagon won a series, for example, but he only played three games in the halves. But... Let's bring it up right now, again, in front of me, just so I can don't think I'm crazy. I might be crazy, but... Uh, oh, God damn, this is bad. This is bad listening. But, yeah, he's like... Got, I don't, the long leash he's got is a, is a strange one for me because, like, he hasn't really done anything in that level and he's somehow, like, the, the captain and walk-up start or whatever. But so the 34 games at, at halfback are from Alfie... 19 and a half back from Thurston. Obviously, he played some at uh, some at 5'8". Uh, Mark Murray, way, way, way back, has 16 games. So does Cronk at 7. Adrian Lamb has 11 at 7. And there's DCE with 9. And Scott Prince with 5. Now, Scott Prince is better than DCE. I'm happy with my take on that. Yeah, okay. Paul Green's got 3 there. Sean Berring's got 3. But I said my line was over 3. And if you throw in 5'8s, uh, Walters, sorry, Walters. Wally Lewis has 32 at six. Lockie has 20 at six. Thurston has 18 at six. Walters has 11. Iken nine. Munster nine. And then back the, everyone from there below is a three-gamer. I'm pretty happy with my choice there. Okay. When you put it like that, I think that's probably fair. Because it's not because Queensland have very often had a, a half. and uh, They've had pretty good halves for most of their existence and stuck with them. Yeah. So that's why I drew my three-game line. You know, I feel like that's fair. Yeah. Uh, obviously, if you start including Blues ones, I mean, the Blues went through a period where, like... Well, yeah, there's a lot Ga- in there. I mean, Gaznia played six. Mm. You know, what are we doing here? <laughs> uh, 
Okay, uh, David Hunter asks, wouldn't it be great if or, next week's origin was the week after? If the next origin was the week after? In, in I would window. prefer it to disrupt less of the season. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we go. Two more. Here we go. Yeah, I was about to say, Slat says, how long will Paul Green's tenure as Maroon's <laughs> coach last? Um, well, John Tucker's reply had already won too long, which is uh, yeah. maybe, maybe fair. I mean, if they get pumped again like usually origin coaches get a few seasons but if they lose by 50 again that might be it yep. this series like that's just how, how, it, how it goes and uh, okay last question Ant Farmer asks how does a bloke like Angus Crichton get back into a side that's just won by record margin if yes who goes it's yeah look Taxon's played really well they're not going to drop Cameron Murray they might put Yo on the bench put Mario at lock and put Crichton back on the edge. Yeah. And like drop Liam Martin, right? That's Liam what I Martin. think. Or Whiten. Yeah. I would do Whiten, mate. I would honestly. drop Whiten too, but I just Freddie's infatuated with him. Yeah, I just feel like like, you know, again, if you I know Whiten, you know, covers the spine and air quotes, whatever. Yeah. But really, you have enough backs, a good good backs in that back line that say someone goes down, honestly, Crichton or Murray can just play in the centers. Yep. I know it sounds ridiculous, but Cam Murray has had games where he slot in there during the game, defended just fine. That's what we expect. And then you can move the rest around. You know, you, what you're telling me, Tommy Turbo couldn't play a half at six? Yeah, exactly. Like, you can keep White on the bench for that sake, you know, or Tommy Turbo again. A center go, a fullback goes down, he goes back there. You have utilities in the lineup. I'd just pick, as you said there, I'd pick Crichton and probably drop Whiten. Yeah, or Martin, because Taxon's yeah. played really well, so now you can't drop him. Angus Crichton's the best uh, Australian back rubber, though, so he has to be in that side. Correct. Okay, that's it then. That's all the questions. Right. We did it. All right. State of origin. What a time to be alive. Uh, we'll be back next week with our regularly scheduled programming. And then it'll be uh, ruined again by origin. And correct. Then it'll be- yeah. <laughs> uh, enjoy the weekend of footy. Thanks for listening. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. And it's goodbye from me.